welcome to episode 14 of the Footy and Toke Show. My name is Tony. I'm joined with my good friend and co-host is back, Augie. How you doing, Augie? Excellent, my friend. Good to be back. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Um, obviously, life, uh, you know, sometimes gets a little busy and uh, as much as, you know, we, we enjoy the Footy and Toke, it's nice to... Uh, to be able to sort of deal with life things, especially with now the football's back, um, everything else is coming back. So it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty hectic time, but it's good that you're back, and we'll uh, get into some exciting football talk today. Some toke, sorry. <laughs> cool man, sorry, sipping on my coffee. Early morning show today. Started at eight forty-five show. <laughs> What are you yeah, smoking on, Augie, got, over there? <laughs> I got some of that. Uh, uh, it's here, grown grow in Alberta. Some of that. Limelight, I believe it's called. Oh, I'm nice. Not by my story, yeah. uh, it, it's a tequila. It's quite good. It's got a nice uh, nice kick to it. And I drive it here in the morning. You don't want to be in the morning smoking like that. <laughs> Indica, right? Of course. <laughs> Indica will just put you right back to, to bed. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's nice, man. That's that's the same way with um, with that strawberry cough. It's 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 very uplifting, right? Especially if you know you're having it with a coffee in the morning or something uh, like this morning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's a great way to kick off the day, especially when it's time to toke footy. So let's get right into it. Um, I know there's some crazy transfer rumors that we haven't discussed uh, over the last couple of weeks, so why don't you give us one of those, Augie? Um, yeah, the big one um, is Barcelona. Is, they're prioritizing two big signings for the, for the summer. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're hoping to get Inter Milan's uh, 22-year-old uh, Martinez, Vatoro Martinez, yeah. and 30-year-old uh, midfielder from Juventus, Bosnian Miralam Pjanic. <laughs> Miralem Pjanic very, would be very upset to see him go yeah that, that's going to be a expensive uh, Barca is obviously looking to spend a lot of money here because yeah those two players aren't going to be cheap those are very very cheap no. players for both teams you know, Martinez for Milan and it's a bold it's a bold strategy to take two top players from from two top teams you know especially when it's I mean Milan yes they have you know they have goal scoring in in uh, in your man there Romelu Lukaku but I mean Martinez as well and like you say he's only 22 so he's very young Pjanic is 30 but Barcelona have always had the you know, the, the finely aged midfielders, right? You look in Iniesta, Xavi, and you, you think of who else is, you know you know what I mean? They, they always have such technical midfield, and Pjanic would fit very well. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not denying 30, that. But, but, uh, he's dirty, but like, you could say he's a late bloomer or whatever, but he was always, uh, we talked earlier, right? Like, uh, at that Roma, he was, he was good and all that stuff, but he wasn't really that. So for me, he was at his peak of his time right now. And at Juve, he's, he's, 
crucial, crucial for Juve. Absolutely. And he's got a couple of years left in him for sure, 32, 33. No, mm-hmm. well, late bloomer for sure in, in that regard because like, I, I don't think he hit his prime until he came to Juve, you know? Um, and then when, I mean, eventually when, <laughs> when he did and then, and he started controlling the midfield like he did and just, I don't know, just, it would be an incredible loss for Juve. Um, I mean, and he's been at Juve now, this would be about three, what, three, four years or something like that. So maybe he feels it's time to, to move on. Hopefully not. But I mean, Barcelona is obviously going for something with these two, you know, big signings. Um, right, and then Chanez, you know, he, he's, he's got a lot of uh, experience. He's very, very experienced player in that midfield. He, I think he could click in no problem. Absolutely. Whereas, whereas Arturo Martinez, yeah, I don't think he's going to have a problem clicking in either, but uh, who is he going to replace? That's my question. Suarez, right. Luis Suarez, if you look at the numbers, he's, such an underrated player, in my opinion. I think he's he should, he's one of the top strikers in, by far, and he has been in the last. If you look at his career, he was in Liverpool. No, he dominated with Liverpool, and then he went to Barcelona and did the same thing. That's right. <laughs> he, when he was younger at uh, in Amsterdam, Ajax. At Ajax, he was yeah. Such a strong player. So, so no. Barca could be you know now taking a twenty-two-year-old guy to replace what is in the near future, right? They're just thinking ahead. But uh, it's tough. I mean, uh, obviously, even uh, Griezmann. Griezmann, is, they paid so much money for him. Uh, it's tough. Who would you start? Like, who would you start up front? Uh, well, at who Barcelona? If, if Lauturo was there? That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> he was there. Like, stuff tough to say. I have no idea who I would... Uh, <laughs> that's the problem. Barca is such a... Well, they're, they're such a diverse club as well. Like it's, it's quite, it's quite tough to call. I mean, you look at yeah, the the youth that they have in the midfield with De Jong, right? I mean, Sergio Roberto as well. He's 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 more of a, he's a defender, I guess, but he can play in the in that mid sort of you know mid defense position. But then they have Rakitic, Busquets, right as well. Um, Artur being uh, the player I think that was involved in a swap with Juve um, I think also Semedo was mentioned in that swap uh, as a defender but uh, I mean they have a diverse midfield but if you were to for, for Pjanic in that regard I would start Pjanic for sure over who though, like you say, it's 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 such a, a busy team. I mean, Rakitic and Pjanic would play really well together. I think they're very similar style, though. So it's almost like you would have one or the other. But well, that's if Rakitic stays, a state, stays right? Exactly, now. right? If he I, doesn't feel uh, which which I agree, he doesn't feel it's strange. You see, Barca start to you know uh, before the, the coronavirus. I remember. You know, huge clutch games, and then Rakitic is sitting on the bench, and I, I kind of nobody can understand why. He's, just, mm-hmm. he's such a crucial like, player, so talented, so everything. It blows my mind that, uh, that and he seems to be like not up in their first team. Like, I don't think that there, there, there's. Uh, he said he wants to play football, and right? he said he misses, you know, the balls. He wants to. He's just sitting on the bench, and he misses 
playing, you know, they'll give him a little bit of time here, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, as a substitute, but he's not happy for sure. And I think he, he's been linked with a lot of clubs as well. And, mm-hmm. Well, and, so and he deserves the play time, absolutely. Um, because he is such a, a quality player, and I know I know he has had that time when he first joined, but now I feel like with the, with the players that have come in since, maybe it's time for him to move on to another club. And I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate seeing Rakitic involved in a swap uh, for Pjanic if that was the case. Obviously, I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced that Pjanic should leave, but. With some of the names coming up, like I said, Artur, Ar- Artur Mello, uh, he's, he's a young kid, but I just don't see him fitting in a Juve, uh, especially with the talent that would be leaving Juve. But uh, there's another, n- another rumor of potentially Ansu Fati being a part of that transfer uh, or swap. Uh, for Pjanic, and he's young, man, young, young kid. Young, young player. Yeah. And... Um, but he's got a lot to prove, so that's risky for, for Juve. But, I agree. Uh, looking at um, how I would like to see it possibly could work out is, uh, let's say, this transfer does go through. So Barca does sign Pierre Pjanic and uh, Latoro Martinez. Uh, Juve could possibly, this is another rumor, that it's, it's quite possible, it's very interesting, uh, Juve could... Uh, Beat Madrid and sign um, Borussia Dortmund's, you know, the 19-year-old, just wonder kid, uh, Erlen Braut Haaland. Yes, Erling Haaland. So, you know, Juve could, if that's the case, would, would you be comfortable letting Pjanic go, you know, knowing the fact that Juve has been the financial backing to sign, you know, Dortmund, I believe they're asking something in the 70s. I think they should be asking more. That kid is... I think he, he, he's, he has the potential up there to be the next. How much for Holland? Uh, they're, they're saying it's in a 67 million euro. Like, uh, oh, shit. I mean, well, that seems... British that, that, British pounds, right? Oh, British pounds. Okay. Still, that well, seems that seems like... In comparison to some... what The value of other players, that seems like a, like a steal. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Uh, just in con- considering, you know, that what other players have gone for, especially recently. But uh, Haaland, uh, see, there's so many variables to this. Like, oh, if Pjanic left and Haaland came in, and uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different variables of uh, of who could come in or or what. Um, it's just so hard to say, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd I'd love to see Pjanic stay and and continue on in his in his form. But also, who's to say what kind of form any players might, you know what I mean? Like, we haven't seen Juve play yet either, and it's hard to say for these teams what's going to happen because a team like Barcelona, if, if, they don't, if they don't play football and they don't have their, you know, their regular income, they're going to go into some serious financial issues. Um, well, definitely. You know what I mean? So, so that, that's a, a whole other aspect. That's, that's a whole other thing. But... Yeah, and uh, you know, there's no risk there you know, for Holland. I think if Juve was to to sign a 19-year-old, 
I think this kid has proven himself. I think he's very, very good. No, you're right. Fatih would be a risk. Absolutely. I mean, he's still, yeah, like he's 17. He's only scored a handful of goals for Barcelona. But he has shown promise in what in the games that he has played. Uh, but I I would say between between the two, if Haaland was even a possibility, then yeah. I mean definitely I would <laughs> I would consider that. I mean I, I'm I'm a fan of a target man. That's why I really respect Lewandowski, and yeah. I feel like Haaland is a target man as well. Yes, he's got speed, but I feel like he would be. Just an amazing, like, right in the front, you know, like a center forward, that striking position. Yeah, he's and dominant. With Ronaldo on the left, and, like, whether it's Dybala on the right, I prefer Dybala in a central position behind the striker, and then have, like, Douglas Costa on the on the right, or Cuadrado or something. But Haaland in the middle, oh, mamma mia, that would be fantastic. Because I, 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 I no, nothing against yep. Higuain, but I do feel Higuain is going to leave. I mean, he's past his prime. He had an incredible yeah, time in yeah. in the city in Serie A for Napoli and Juve. Um, but I, I just I feel like that break of him leaving was, you know, whether it was to Milan or Chelsea or wherever the fuck he went. <laughs> um, I just think it it kind of broke up his form at Juve and. And this and that. Anyways, I think you mentioned something about him maybe returning to the Prem. There's also talks of well, him yeah, maybe going to Bilbao, right? right? He has he has like uh, ancestry, I think, from in Bilbao. I think it is mm-hmm. in Spain. So the, w- depending on who were to who would leave Juve in that striking position could also affect who comes in. Whether it would be a player like Haaland, who has proven you know, abilities at such a young age or more of a risk with Fati because it depends, man, on on it's how the Pjanic swap goes. But they're, they're both, it's never, uh, just reading today, I remember uh, this morning, I was going through some of the news and uh, I don't know, do you remember Osman Dembele from... Uh, yeah, Osman Dembele, yeah. From Dortmund. Yeah. So he's only 23 years old. Yeah. And he... Uh, Persona are willing to let the kid go right now for just 37 million British pounds. That's it. 37? And, uh, what, 37. And, and uh, remember, no. I believe they paid somewhere on 137 million. So they're losing 100 million on, on the Frenchman. Uh, three years ago, they signed him. And he's only started five times after a string of injuries. So it's stuff like that can happen. And Osman Nabele, three years ago, he was 20. So he was just about the same age as uh, Alain right now, right? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that, that was a huge miss uh, for Barca. They thought they signed uh, the next big... I remember him at uh, Dortmund. That kid was... Fuck, he was incredible. He was Royce with uh, Jaden Sancho with all those like, the players. He was just such a good player. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's, that's the other thing that goes to show about, about some of these... I mean, not just the player. I don't think Dembele is a... Is a is a, is not a good player. I, I think he's he was in an unfortunate situation. I mean, that was a a huge a huge position to to fill, right? Because Barcelona when when Dembele came in, uh, they right. Neymar just went to PSG, right? And uh, it's incredible, and he he became the second most expensive player tied with Pogba. Sold to a club, it was like 150 million right. after everything. Yeah, with a buyout, a buyout clause of 400 million, and now oh. you're saying he's worth what? 37 million pounds? 
Like British pounds? 37 million, yeah, British uh, pounds. I feel bad for the kid. I feel I do feel terrible because he he was injured in right before all this went down in February, wasn't it? I think he was injured and and then he was out. It was like for six months. They said he was going to miss the the Euros with France, uh, all that. So and he did, yeah. He he, he was uh, yeah, very very crazy. Like I, I think. I don't know. Like, but that was right before Corona, though. So, so I mean, so now he, he's had that six months to... He, he's going to have recovered by the time that things are kind of... You know, I'm sure he's been... I'm sure he's been going through all the, you know, the physio and everything to get back to strength. Um, all right, but how many clubs are going to look at him right now? That's they, what I mean. That's too risky. That's a he's risk. A kid that's yes. Yeah, he, he, he's... Obviously, been injured several, several times. He's only played five games, which is crazy. Over three years, the, the three opening years, match, but has only started season. five times, just five times. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing him. I, I think, yeah, he's had a couple of goals. He, he was playing with Messi and uh, Suarez up front, uh, but it's unbelievable. Three years, he's only had five, uh, five starts. Five starts. Hey, that's nuts. And a player like that, I mean, he's got so much, so much talent to, and so much to prove too. And like you say, he's what twenty three or something like that, twenty three, twenty four. Twenty three, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just really unfortunate. It's it's un, it's very sad for a player like that because, like you say, being worth what he's worth, what players are going to actually look to him? You know what I mean? Unless maybe maybe someone maybe he'll get back to his strength, you know, and he'll be in a a situation because Barcelona is it could be like a mental thing too you know I mean he's 23 goes to Barcelona um, it, he's been there for a while though I mean that's now going on three years but having these injuries and going through that at such a young age and being at such a big club and this and that and he did perform he did well in the Champions League and and this and that but there's got to be some something there too, you know. Like, what's going through his well, mind after all these injuries, right? Like, yeah, the pressure, the pressure is huge, massive. He was he was given a chance to play with with the, you know, for me the greatest of all time, Messi, and he had to mm-hmm. show there. You know, they got the pressure. Like, you can't you're supposed to score beautiful goals or whatever, and then he gets injured, and then he gets injured again and again over you know time and time. Mm-hmm. He's losing his confidence, like everything, and. Then, of course, the coach is not going to play him because he's out for so many years, you know. That, that's crazy, man. Yeah, just, uh, I saw that uh, this morning. I thought, yeah, it looks like uh, Juve is going to be doing exactly the same thing with, with Haaland. And you never know. Haaland, if he steps in Juve, you know, God forbid, has an injury or something, or never know. Well, that's a risk with any player, especially after two month absence of football, right? I mean, but look at look at Halan's form. As soon as he comes back, fuck! What does he score? Five goals in two games or something? <laughs> something like this? Yeah. Like that's crazy. And 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 now well, today, even if, even if he's not scoring, he's adding. I mean, he's such a big part of that Dortmund up front. Even though he doesn't have to score, I don't like. For me, watching the kid. Oh, the, oh, this last weekend, uh, I believe they won 2-1-4 or something. 2-0. Two, two Wolfsburg. Oh, 2-0. Oh, 
Well, sorry, Wolfsburg, yeah. That Schal- was Schalke was the week before, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I don't think, uh, I believe that the last one I watched, yeah, Holland, I'm not sure if he was on the score sheet, but he was just was so good. Like, uh, he was creating plays. He's such a big presence up front. Like, you have to keep an eye on him. He's fast. Fast was such a tall player. He's no, very, he- uh... Yeah, he's. I, I don't think he's got. I mean, he's got a lot to to prove still, but he but he has been proving himself consistently at least. You know, um, sorry. During that Schalke game, he he scored one goal. That's one goal. But they've been back for two games now. So today, being the their third game back, the third Bundesliga week back, uh, playing Bayern Munich. Um, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a bit here, because <laughs> I know you've got some things to say about this game. So, um, oh, yeah. but just to just to wrap up that sort of Pjanic Barcelona whole thing, uh, yes, Pjanic would be a huge loss um, going to to Barcelona. But you know, I mean, I'm not. I'm never really against you know the changes and this and that. Like I thought I'd be devastated when Pogba left, you know, because I. I thought, wow, what a, a solid young talent and talks about how Juve's his family and then he fucking leaves like two <laughs> weeks later. The, unbelievable. And he fucking sucks. And, and then he sucks in uh, United. And, it, and so I'm not, I'm not really... Uh, there's no. talks of Pogba coming back. Oh, Pogba must take no. a wage, a wage uh, cut to be a, at, uh, at Juve, this and that. But no, it's... To be honest, I, I think he just has a bad attitude uh, at Manchester every week, like, you know? Yeah, you just have some of those players, and I, I thought Pogba was yeah, like, had a lot of potential and all that stuff. But he, I think he just has a bad attitude, bad attitude towards coaches. Like Mourinho didn't like him. Uh, like now, Ole Gunnar, Ole Gunnar is shire. Yeah, he's also having a big problem with him. You know, it's just, just bad attitude, man. I don't think. I don't think it would mesh well with Saudi as well. Um, I just don't think, yeah, I, I, and, and plus, like you say, I think his ego is a little bit too big. Um, you know, especially, like, even if he does want to play with Ronaldo, sorry, but you missed your chance. You could have stayed at Juve, but you didn't, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't... Manchester fucking United. Yeah, garbage, whatever. But that's not, that's okay. It, it is what it is. Like, like I said, that's what I felt about losing, you know, someone like Pogba but at the time you know he he was he he did the job for Juve as well but I feel like at the time maybe he was a little bit overrated even at Juve even at Juve um I don't I I definitely don't think he should have taken the number 10 uh when he did for that season no I, I that 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 right there showed me like what did he want captain's armband as well like fuck you know what I mean Really though, like who are you? So, you know, good. I'm happy he left to Man U, and I hope he doesn't come back. I would much, much rather Pjanic over Pogba, personally. Um, but uh, but some of these other players, like you say, Haaland as a possibility. Again, not as a replacement for Pjanic, but th- there's, you know, there's room to grow for sure. So yeah, well, they could use, they could use the money, right? If they got rid of Pjanic, I'm sure they would get a good fee for that because. Yeah, that's true. Granted, right. is a big, big player. But underrated, I would say, it's definitely underrated. Definitely underrated. Always been underrated. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's tough for for a player like that too, you know. Um, 
I mean, he's not the only, you know, talented Bosnian player. But, I mean, if you, you know, you look at a lot of those players that are, like, I feel like Gareth Bale was quite underrated, you know, as, like, the main the main man for Wales. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just a one-off situation. But um, definitely, definitely an underrated player in Pjanic, for sure. When he was at Roma, too. But I'm glad Juve saw that as a... You know, that's right. as, as a worthwhile purchase. Bosnia, you know, like Bosnia, Croatia. You saw how good Croatia did at the last World Cup too, right? Oh, amazing! But but that's because a lot, a lot of these players. You look at Rakitic, Modric, uh, Mandzukic. All these players, they were they're, 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 they're small, like not big name players, but, mm-hmm. but they play at big clubs and they have that experience and they bring that to the national. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have somebody like England or mm-hmm. I don't know. Germany are struggling is because there's a lot of mixtures there. Some players are playing off board, oh, in our way. They're playing different countries, different here, there, right? Like, but the Croatians they always seem to stick together. You know, like uh, Rakitic now. He, I think he wants to. He'll go somewhere, possibly. Uh, Luka Modric as well, right? Like, yeah, he he, he could leave Real Madrid. Well, they, they they could both do with leaving their... Res- I, I don't think that... Uh, e- even though Modric won what he did, um, right. I feel like... I feel like maybe he was always considered as an underrated player as well at, at Madrid. But I feel like that's the same way for, for Rakitic, Pjanic. You know, a lot of these players, they they might not get that the, the due deserve, but they do incredible things. You know, I was I was rooting for Croatia at the World Cup. You know, like that was wild. And plus Mandzukic, you know, mad respect. Oh, yeah. Obviously, he's gone now, but Super um, Mario, Super Mario, absolutely, man. See, yeah. and and that's and that's the style of of striker that I love at Juve, because because to be honest, a lot of what what Mandzukic did reminded me of Trezeguet. They wore the same number as oh, well. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> that that didn't affect it, but just. Just that tenacity to get the fucking ball in the net, man. Like just the way that they went about doing it is very similar, and I really respected that. Yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, it was reminiscent to, Munich, you know. Bayern Munich, he, in the Champions League final against Dortmund, he, he was on a score sheet. He, he scored the opening goal. Yeah. Robin won it for us, but Manjo, Mandzukic is always a huge part of uh, for Bayern. I think that that was one of the biggest reasons why we won the Champions League. Yeah, he loves the Champions League, man. He loves to score. Like he scored that beautiful. He scored the best goal of the Champions League the season where Madrid. Unfortunately, it was a thrashing in the second half. There was just no focus there, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, he scored that incredible overhead kick against Madrid in the final. Like that was the goal of the of the man. Oh, we got in trouble at the bar. I was in I was in uh, Beijing watching that game and I was at yep. this bar and uh, we were down one nil and I was devastated and then yeah Manzo scored that goal holy shit the place lit up man but then but there was more Madrid fans you know because they're all plastic fans and that there so um, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah they're like oh go Ronaldo oh don't you mean Madrid they're like oh yeah Madrid like oh whatever anyways. But uh, hey, no, no disrespect to Ronaldo. Now you know he's doing his thing at Juve. I can't, can't knock the man for a career change. You know, um, 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, just to wrap up some transfer uh, rumors, um, as far as Juve goes, there was, you know, if Pjanic is to make his way, um, there's talks of Jorginho of Chelsea, who could potentially make uh, a move over to Juve. There is the connection that Saudi has with him, which is very intriguing. Um, at both Napoli and Chelsea. I mean, he brought him to Chelsea because he was there. Um, I I don't think he's performed as well without Saudi. To be just to be completely fair, I feel like a lot of that has to do with that um, with the the connection that they shared at Napoli. You know, maybe it's that they're both Italian and they have a, a similar mentality to the game, like approach to the game. Um, but I think that would be again. I don't want Pjanic to go, but if Barcelona, you know, wants a player, they'll probably get them, and Juve can probably see the value in maybe selling them. Anyways, I wouldn't be completely against Jorginho. Uh, 35, 40 million, though, I'm not too sure about that, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, it is. Um, but I guess we'll see. Like I say, transfer rumors, we don't know. We don't know, so that's that's yeah. that's the one part of football that's a little frustrating. Is you know, it's like you know, you you ask me like, would you you know, who would you start here? Well, it's it depends on, you know, where you know Pjanic would go or this or that or yeah. So it's it's definitely an interesting part of football. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big Jorginho fan. Well, I don't even know his name. Jorginho. Jorginho. Yeah. Kind of, like yeah, I saw him for Chelsea. He's got that slanky style, you know. Especially when he when he takes the time, he's got that little weird oh, that little thing. jump and. The... <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, the kid is, he would fit in well at Juve, right? But he might mm-hmm. take some take up some time, whatever. But you're right. Like if he has the connection to Pasari, that always helps. Right? He kind of knows him, and uh, he's played with him before. He, he knows what he can bring to the team, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I think for you, for a club like you, if they want to make a, you know a serious Champions League uh, run, and the Serie A, I think they they have it wrapped up. I think that they they well, you know I don't want to look too much into the future next year, whatever. Like it's tough to say, but Juve is always so powerful in Italy, right? Mm-hmm. Always a title contender, always. But Absolutely. if they want to take it to the next level, you know, take that Champions League, they made the right move with Ronaldo. He is Mr. Champions League. Right? He owns the Champions League. Um, you know, he plays under pressure. He loves that pressure. He's just, well, he's a history. He makes history in the Champions League. So that was a good signature. But now, I don't see how Jorginho, how he could, uh, how he's bringing in, yeah, he might solidify whatever it is help you know Juve in some aspect but if, if you're looking to, to make a Champions League run and all that stuff they, perhaps they should look at somebody you know I don't want to, to, to sound mean or whatever somebody bigger name somebody more quality right mm-hmm. yeah well, there, there's and, and like you say there's options you know there's there's always options uh, uh yeah. I don't know. It's just that's that's like I say. It is the craziest part of football in that aspect, you know, because you just 
like anything can can happen, right? It's it's nuts. But as long as Pogba doesn't join Juve, I'll be all good. Already then. So <laughs> um, so moving on to uh, we are lucky because it is a match day. Um, today we have first and second place of the Bundesliga. Who's playing today, Agi? Uh, it's a, what the Germans call it, Der Klassiker. Der Klassiker, oh shit. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Der Klassiker. <laughs> uh, and? It's in Dortmund. In Dortmund. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge, huge game. Of Massive match. Bayern Munich is, what, four points ahead? A huge game, massive game. Huge. All that really separates them is uh, is that Bayern had two extra wins over over Dor- like over Dortmund had two extra draws, so that's the only difference. Yeah, like you say, it's a it's a matter of four four points, which and then, uh, which Dortmund, coming into the the cluster, they've been they simply cannot afford to lose this game. But if you look at the their victory on Saturday that has made it six straight Bundesliga wins. Yeah. Uh, five of which came with a clean sheet. So they, they all, uh, they've outscored their opponents and they've been playing very, very well. I think their last loss was in the Champions League to uh, PSG. Since then, I mean, look at their, their record. They're coming in hot, especially in the Bundesliga. They've beaten Wolfsburg 2 nothing, Schalke 4 nothing. Uh, then, yeah, like, they lost to PSG, remember, 2 2, two zero. Mm-hmm. But, but but consistent uh, wins though, just looking at like the you say. And they beat big team teams. They beat Gladbach two one, Freiburg, you know, Bremen. They're they're very very good. They're three three Leipzig, but still an incredible match. That's right. Yeah, so, um, unfortunately, the the Dor- the the Bayern game didn't go as well last time for Dortmund, um, with a a four nil thromping, um, <laughs> but. In Dortmund, it's a different story, or it can be at least, mm-hmm. right? With that, uh, uh, e- even even it's the only thing that really makes a big difference, and it makes the biggest difference is the lack of fans, right? That's the only thing. Huh? That's that's the only thing, but it's such a massive factor, you know, especially at a club like like Borussia Dortmund, you know, oh, that's crazy yellow wall, you the know, yellow the wall, crazy. man. Uh, so, uh, for that to be missing, oh, without a doubt, you know, that's 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 why. I mean, that's a hundred percent why Haaland went to Dortmund, and also why he was so smart to go there, um, because they have such strong, you know, uh, they have such a strong support for their for their players. Um, and it's easy to see if you just, even just a, a photo, if you just Google, uh, you know, Westfalen Stadion and, and, and just look at them, just, uh, you know, one photo of the yellow and black, just, oh, it's just, it gives you chills, man, especially when you're watching a, a match there too, you know, cause you can hear, you can just, they're just, it's just such an intense, like I, I couldn't imagine, 
So when all this Corona stuff is done, we'll we'll have to go to Dortmund and watch watch a match at the oh, yeah. Westfalen Stadion. Now they call it the Signal Iduna Park. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's changed Signal yeah, Iduna. Yeah. It's been that yeah, for a while now, though, hasn't it? <laughs> Actually, that's yeah, not that I recent. Sorry, that's just how I remember it too. Yeah, but. But now it's Signal Iduna Park. Signal Iduna Park. Yeah. Well, for sponsorship reasons, right? So, so yeah, the Klassiker, uh, who would you say are the players to watch both sides for Dortmund and uh, Bayern Munich? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, look, look at the, let's look up front. We'll start with the with the front and then work our way back. I mean, front men-wise, you have Lewandowski for Bayern, 41 goals in 35 games. And then on the other side at Dortmund, you have Erling Haaland, 41 goals, 35 games. <laughs> it's Those are definitely the two players, in my opinion, to watch for this match, just because of the fact that they are absolute beasts. They, they're, they're the best at what they do right now, especially with Bundesliga being... Bundesliga is, is worldwide right now, because think of what, what other football is being played. Right, what Belarus? We keep talking about Belarusian league never stopped. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, and but but Bundesliga is the only the only league going on right now. Um, people who miss their football are th- this is this, this is the biggest game since coronavirus stopped everything. Um, yeah. There's a lot of pressure, like you say, four points difference. Um, all it takes is one goal, but these are teams that score many goals, both sides. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be an open game. I think so, game. too. It's going to be an absolute... I'd love to... Yeah, something crazy like that. Like Even even if it turns out as a draw, it's going to be like 3-3, something something definitely. where these... And, and it could be two hat-tricks. I, I would not... Yeah. I wouldn't... You know what I mean? I... I don't know. Right. With with teams like this, the Bundesliga has always been such a such an incredibly underrated league. Um, just because people think, oh, you know, Bayern, but 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 there's so much more, uh, you know, than that uh, in this league, especially this season. Um, so for my picks, I would definitely say the two top goal scorers for the teams. You know, like. There, there's not much else around it. I mean, the, the teams themselves have enough support. I know you mentioned Royce being out um, That's right. That's for huge. for this match. So that being said, uh, who do you see so Byron, though, showing up? Well, Bayern will be missing a few key players, but not nothing too serious. I mean, Thiago Alcantara, that's a bit of a loss. Oh, yeah. So, Coutinho is not playing either. I think he's injured. Uh, Nicolas Suna, he's been out for a while. So he's a big defender, but Bayern has more than a... Replaced them currently. I think especially especially with Alfonso Davis, it's just been so crucial in that Bayern defense. He scored, right? Yeah, he did last weekend. And and, uh, Toliso is the other one out, and Toliso as well is not. He's a good player for us. They're very very solid, but I don't think he's like a clutch player like Marco Royce for 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 Dortmund. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, looking at this game, I think one key player to watch for Dortmund is uh, the Englishman Jaden Sancho. Because this kid, he's on fire. I, um, I think he's either assisted or scored in 14 of his last 16 Bundesliga appearances. Wow. When he plays, this kid is just a huge part of the, the Dortmund, um, the, the yellow machine, right? He, he either assists or scores all the time. Mm-hmm. The kid will 
set up, he, he finished, he's got a very bright future. So I think, yeah, he's definitely a key player to watch in this game. He's going to be up front with Haaland, those two. And then they have a uh, Hakimi as well, right? Well, and Hazard as well. Hazard on the uh, on the other side. So, um, I mean that that's that that's that's quite a, uh, a a solid front three right there. You know, like you say, Sancho he's been uh, in a good form. Haaland, obviously, we talked about that. Um, but Hazard as well. You know, like obviously the the more or the less known rather Hazard of the two. Um, but still, I mean, still consistent. Uh, I think uh, he had a good game last game, but was it the Schalke game he scored a goal as well? Um, that is quite a quite an intense front three. Um, obviously, with Royce being out um, for this game, same with uh, with Schultz and Zagadu, they're also out. Witzel is doubtful for the match, um, but they're solid squad, and and as much as I didn't really care for Emre Chan at Juve or Emre Khan, whatever. He's at Dortmund now. So he's a part of their starting lineup, which good for him that he's getting that time to start. Uh, but I don't think he'll make much of a difference. Um, personally, I think, I think this is Bayern's game, though, really. Uh, it, it'll be tight, but I really feel like Lewandowski, Coman, Muller, Gnabry, come on. I mean, there's just... It's it's stacked 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 on stacked right, and like you say at the back you have Alaba, you have Boateng right, Pavard, Davies. That's right. I mean these are this is these are probably the players that will be starting right along with Kimmich and Goretzka. Come like that's yes, unfortunately yeah, very, very Coutinho and Thiago are out, but this this didn't stop playing, Lewandowski would have been out, right? Uh, but Bayern wouldn't have been so healthy. So That's way, true, yeah. Right, like, uh, I think Royce would have played, he, was, he wasn't injured at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you look at the, right now, like, yeah, Lewandowski is back, healthy, hasn't missed, uh, he would have missed, he was injured during the Chelsea, right, the Champions League. That's right. And then after that, everything was stopped. So. And then they got, uh, as well, Ivan Perisic back as well. And mm-hmm. Also, a key player there for Bayern Munich on the wing. But yeah, Bayern were, in a way, a little bit fortunate there. Like, to have the time off worked in our favor as well. Because now we have... Because the team looks absolutely perfect. Like, if there's no injuries, yeah, Bayern could... They could go far. Like, it's the Champions League, right, as well. If it resumes. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Bayern looks, looks very, very, very good, shot, good shape. I, I think so as well, and, and even just to look at Lewandowski's record in the Classicar, I mean, <laughs> in his last six six outings for that for that match, he scored 12, 12 goals. So I mean, you know what I mean? It's yeah, and, and having played for both clubs, obviously he has um, great respect for Dortmund, um, and they have great respect for him. I really, even though he went to Bayern, he was never. Uh, there was never any bad bad blood there. I don't think like when on his first return back to Dortmund. Obviously, it's you know what I mean. I, they should have more more respite for Hummels because he did the yeah, double. It's, uh, didn't... <laughs> it's really some interesting, interesting uh, fact. We got like uh, the team to score first in the Classico has gone on to lose three of the last four competitive head to head. Right, like 
Really? Oh, that's an interesting yeah. fact for sure, yeah. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah, like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see, you, even if Lewandowski opens the scoring early, there's no way Dortmund's going to be, oh, shit, it's over, we're going to get our ass kicked or something. No, like, Dortmund always has that German, same like, German mentality, you know, like, they'll just keep pushing forward and they'll just, they'll just keep on playing their style, right? Yeah, well, of course. And uh, but I mean, if you, even if you look back the last few uh, classicers, you know, as far as um, the results, they've it's been nine nil across the last two games. So it's just. Uh, however, like you say, uh, being at uh, Signal Laguna, it might make a difference. The home fans obviously will be a, a huge loss for them. Um, that being said with the squads that are up against each other and all the stats and everything, what do you think will be the final result of Dortmund Bayern Munich? Uh, well, you know, obviously I'm not going to go against Bayern Munich. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I see a close game here. I think it could be like a, it's going to go something crazy, like, I don't know, 3-2, three, 4-3. Four th- three two Bayern. Four three was where my mind first went to actually for a four three Bayern win. Um, yeah. But I do see Dortmund scoring first though, maybe even a couple in the first half, like a two nil. You know what I mean? Maybe possible. I don't know. It is a hundred percent possible. I mean, Dortmund could pull an upset five nil. You that's the beauty of football, man. I fucking love it. You never know. Yeah, but I, I don't see happening. Time, uh, you never know. It's all the second half strikes. Lema always takes his time. He doesn't come out of like he'll score a few times, like in the first half or whatever, early. But he he's a second half player. Everybody knows Lewandowski is a second. Loves to score late. He loves to score you know, 60th, 70th minute stuff like that. Right? He's a build up player, man. He loves he loves so, building it up, you know, because so smart. He so oh smart. so such a te- technically smart. Because why why would he exert himself beyond? Goal scoring abilities early in the game when he could just conserve his energy, yeah. pop in a goal if he can, but otherwise just just kind of dictate the game and then score what he needs to because he he can almost just choose to score when he wants. You know what I mean? Like some of the some of the right. goals that he scores, it's like how was that allowed to happen? But he takes his time. You can see him technically build his time. He takes his time. Absolutely. Where the weaknesses are, knows mm-hmm. where to be. Like especially uh, free kicks or like a corner kick, you'll you'll see where the players how they lined up, and then maybe not the first or the second or third corner kick or whatever. But he's always looking like, where can I? How can I set up? Where can I? You know, what happened here? Who moved there? Like it's very very smart. Yeah, no, I agree with that for sure. Um, it's going to be a great game regardless. Uh, one hour until kickoff. Um, that being said, I also think that uh, that's a wrap on episode 14 of the Footy and Toke show. Uh, it's been great to speak with you, Augie, and to have you back on the show. Um, yeah, thank you so much to everyone who, you know, our adoring fans who are out there who, <laughs> who messaged in about the show. Really appreciate that. And uh, if you do want to get in touch, uh, we're, we're on Instagram at the Footy and Toke show and Twitter at Buddy and Toke. Thank you so much, everyone. And Augie, have a great day. Thank you, my friend. Nice to be back. Uh, Gonna enjoy the classical today. You guys have a great day, and uh, yeah, keep on talking.
right on. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week.